What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. Promo code HAM working everywhere today. Easeandeasewellness.com. Manscaped.com. Promo code HAM. Boxofawesome.com. Promo code HAM. Seatgeek.com. Promo code HAM. And mybookie.ag. Promo code HAM1. Now to the segment. When you start trading the Emmanuel Sanders, Muhammad Sanus, Leonard Williams, Jalen Ramsey's, I'm not saying it's basketball or baseball yet, but it, it used to be irrelevant within like the decade. And now it's, and part of it is clearly younger GMs, more aggressive GMs, probably more consistent schemes around the league, like a lot of carryover stuff. Because it's pretty remarkable that Emmanuel Sanders shows up on Tuesday or Wednesday and plays 55 snaps, right? That's, you would say us growing up, that would have been sacrilegious with like the coaching fraternity. Like that's impossible. We can't teach him all that right. information. Well, <laughs> sure you can. You know. Well, it turns out with Emmanuel Sanders, you just you get him, you throw him a bunch of passes on the first drive, and you just tell him what's. Coming. I would say, yeah, you're right. If Le'Veon Bell is traded in the next, we're doing this in the morning. That would be a massive trade. You know, not necessarily the impact. It might be bigger in name and the headline, but that would be a pretty big headline. Like, whoa, because you just think you're this right. guy. Rams, this guy held out for a year. He got a contract that, you know, let's call it what it is, nowhere near what he wanted because Todd Gurley got $45 million, Zeke got 50 and you would say this guy in his peak was their level. Like he was an elite bell cow running back. He got about half as much as those guys. And then a, a, six months into his deal, he's traded. And when I say six months, obviously he just signed like in the spring. He's only been on the actual games. He's played, what, seven games? But in fairness to the Jets – What's the last thing you need on like a one and seven team, like a running back? I mean, it's just it's pointless. It's like having a closer right in baseball on a shitty team. Like, well, we don't even win. Might as well get yeah. value for him. I just don't know what would your number be, third round pick? Like, is it yeah. worth it to just trade him for a fourth? Because what if you the way the NFL works? What if you have a really good off season and you're good next or decent and he's on your team? I wouldn't trade him for a fourth. Would you trade him for a third? if I'm them? The third, I would strongly consider. Second, no brainer. He's gone. Yes. What's his? Uh, 
How's this contract breakdown? Well, I think it was a pretty, I mean, it's just basically a front-loaded two-year deal. So you're paying them like $14 million a year for two years, and you they've already eaten a decent amount of it. Yeah. So his so so his dead cap next year is seventeen million, but after that, basically, so you're right. So you're basically getting them for a year and a half. So that's so that's where I would be like a third round pick. Am I is am I resigning him in 2021? No, I'm or not resigning him, keeping him around. Well, what's his number then the following year? 2021 or 20 next year? No, tw- uh, what year are we in now? Yeah, so it'd be 20. So th- so this year, next year he makes next year his cap hits 15. What's it in 2021? Thirteen and a half. So there's no way you're keeping him. But around. how much are you paying? Him? I mean, it's what, unlikely. What if he's good though. So you basically get him on a three year deal. He's 27 years old, 28 years yeah, old. It's not yeah, crazy. It's possible, but yeah, but that but that's where his dead cap drops to four million dollars in 2021. Meta cited the Texans, Chiefs, and the Bills as likely suitors. What if the Chiefs got him? Huh. Yeah, that'd be worth it. Shady had a bad fumble in that game. I don't. Well, he carries the ball with one hand. I don't know if you noticed. Uh, what do you think he does during ball security drills in practice? It's like, I'm going to sit through that. Like, LaShawn. He does. You, you're too good of a player to, like, I get it if you're just run, if you got a wide open run, you're walking in the end zone. When you're, like, in the middle of the, t- between the tackles, fucking, it's like, you no win one, this in well, peewees. High and tight, buddy. John, John, no one's going for ball fakes. It's not basketball. <laughs> I <know. laughs> Like, I, but I don't even I, 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 my thing is he's not trying to look cool or anything I think it's just muscle memory now right he, I, I think he just starts running and he just doesn't even a career run. of never being touched yeah, just, yeah. Well, uh, the problem is the older you that. get yeah. you get touched more yeah uh, as you said to me Chargers fired Wizen Hunt that, that's one last line of defense in front of Anthony Lynn is Anthony Lynn the coach of the LA Chargers in 2020 no I would say like a, a Raider loss might get him fired midseason, don't you think? I don't know. I've not been. Has there been? I've no, really there, been there haven't. To but the degree, it doesn't feel like. You, I just read some like uh, the tea leaves last night. Usually, when you make a move like this, it's because the other guy's feeling heat. And then, the one thing that I saw that was kind of unique, I didn't see it. I mean, I just thought of it. Usually when a coordinator is fired midseason, doesn't it usually happen at like 7 in the morning? Like you just fire him the next day at work? It's to me not, it's a little abnormal. They fired him during the Monday night football game. So I wonder if they were in the office and they were just having philosophical differences. And like the GM and, and the head coach. Because I was reading that it's not coincidence that they haven't been given Eckler the ball since Melvin Gordon came out. And I don't know if Wisenhut obviously would want to give Eckler the ball. He probably doesn't want to give Melvin Gordon the ball. And they're kind of force-feeding this on him. So is there a chance that he's like, yeah, just fire me. I'm fucking out. This is stupid. Because when, when does uh, a coordinator ever yeah, get to me, fired that at or, 7 at night, guy? That, that's pretty abnormal yeah, on a Monday. It's a good call. The The other scenario I could see is there's a discuss, like somebody wants him fired, somebody doesn't. So they argue during right. the day. Are they telling Anthony Lynn, like, Anthony's got to go? He's like, I'm telling you, it's not him. He doesn't have to go. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe but you you agree it's a other. little weird for a night firing on a game week, you know? The the I'll give you one third. I do. I'll give you the third scenario. It's like the PR guy's like, no, let's sneak this in during the game. So he'd been gone all game all day. That could be the yeah, that. Those are the three scenarios. I think. Wouldn't you say that's pretty unlikely in today's age of yeah, media that, and agents? It just makes no sense. No, yeah. I'm with you because again, I I don't necessarily know my theories. Right, I just think it's kind of weird. Now the Chargers are really yeah. weird. And this is back to the elephant in the room about Brady and Josh McDaniels going to the Chargers. 
Can you see? I, I don't think legally they can give him ownership. And Dean Spanos is going to give these guys like fifteen million dollars to Josh and thirty million to Brady. I, I I could see him giving thirty million to Brady. I just have a hard time. Like he's going to give Josh twelve million dollars a year. Can you see those two guys I, playing for the Chargers? I, I, I can't. Well, to, to me, if they were in San Diego, I'd say no. The fact that they are in L.A., where there are two teams, and they're sharing Stan Stadium. Their stadium's cool. This, but but I just mean, like, the NFL's pretty invested in, in Los Angeles. They have two teams in that city. But Brady hates the NFL because they suspended him. No, no, I understand. I'm not saying Brady's doing it for the NFL. I'm saying the NFL can tell Dean to do stuff that here's how you're spending your money, man. Yeah, you need you because need, we need you this need to something. be good. You need to do something because this ain't working. So then, well, part of this scenario, guy, would be if those two did go because I listen. I don't think it's going to happen, but it's clearly the most likely scenario if you were going to say he's going to leave and with Josh is the one that makes sense and then you factor in the LA thing well then Philip Rivers like where does he go because he is a free agent because then it would be a pretty seamless move right they would just not franchise him or do they franchise him and trade him because you'd say the one thing with Dean he's just going to let Philip Rivers walk <laughs> you do agree it's a pretty complicated situation I mean, franchising is pretty expensive. But what if Philip just doesn't sign it, right? I'd have to look at their cap. Like, would they have enough room to just sign Brady on the dotted line immediately for like $30 Because you would say if Brady's going to the Chargers, he ain't giving fucking Dean Spanos. Like, oh, yeah, I'll just play for $19 million. I think Brady would want like $35, do not you think? It's like a one-year $35 million deal. Yeah, a, a, you know, part of this goes back to what's Brady's motivation. Does he just want to play in California? Does he want to be specifically? Does LA? Is there something about LA business opportunity that appeals to him? I don't know. But uh, you do agree with this: if Brady does go with the Chargers and Josh is the next head coach, would you find it unlikely that he's going to take a quote-unquote like I don't just a severe discount for them? Like, Peyton Manning forced people to pay him. Like, you would think if he moved, like, he doesn't give a shit about Dean Spam. Yeah. You think he'd play for, like, now, maybe, like, 25, 26. He ain't playing yeah, I mean, for, like, to me 14. It's a simple, but, yeah, but, well, I don't know. I, I, you wouldn't think so, but why are you leaving? Why are you leaving a place where you're going to win a Super Bowl? If your goal is to win a Super Bowl, you got to help the next place win a Super Bowl. So, ultimately, if you're thinking But I, I think his mindset, thing would be, like, they're already equipped because they're pretty loaded with talent. Okay, fine. But I'm just saying, like, you're not I, – I would just say if you're thinking about things like that, you're not doing it for Dean. You're doing it for yourself. You're not doing it to give the Chargers a break. You'd be doing it for yourself. Like when Kevin to when Kevin Durant took a little haircut to make sure they'd keep Iguodala, it was because he wanted to keep winning, not necessarily because he cared yeah, about Yeah, it wasn't Lakers. like, I'm, I want to do it for Joe. It was like, a, despite the fact that the NBA owners are able to limit their cost on – which again, I got no it's salary cap. I got, I got no issue with it. But the point is, from a player's perspective, I'm just doing this for me. I'd agree. I just so maybe it's my. I hope he doesn't. I, I just. What'd you think of? I just uh, don't think Dean deserves Tom. I understand. I'm with you. What'd you think of Dolphins uh, Steelers on Monday Night Football? I mean, what a game, huh? <laughs> I just. Do you think the NFL does it on purpose? Gives them bad games. Just to like they think. Let's just let's just oh gives the ESPN. Yeah, back I mean, games? kind of. No, I mean, I, I I thought there was something in the new deal where like Sunday Night Football negotiated better games. Oh, they did, and fo- so did Fox. 
I think part of it too is like we can just it's Monday Night Football. It doesn't matter who we put on. It's going to be great because they do they do they do have some really good games coming up. I think part of it is like at the end of the day they put the Steelers on Monday Night Football. Like you think that's kind of a winning formula. Yeah, and I, I wonder if they just say to themselves like. When you put a random team like the Dolphins, you're like, well, maybe we catch lightning in a bottle and they're just competitive, right? Because you kind of bet on – it's not like you're giving them the Knicks that you know for 20 years have been shitty. The Dolphins – I mean, the stats were like they're always 8-8. Eight and eight. Part of it, you just thought, well, if we just get them, they're 4-4 four and four playing the 6-2 and two Steelers. That's fine, right? That's all you're really looking for. It just turns out that the Dolphins literally punted on the entire season – well after the schedule. So if you wanted to counter my argument, you'd be like, fuck, we didn't know the Dolphins were going to trade every human they had that was worth a shit on their team. And I'd say that's probably fair because you'd say in the past, they've always been just kind of there, you know, not, they haven't been the Browns or the Raiders or anything, right? They've just been consistently seven, eight, nine wins. And that's, so if, if I can get a four and four team on Monday night football in late October versus the Steelers, I, I got myself a product. Well, as you, as you pointed out to me, too, the flip side is like, and I thought this was a great observation. You said to me, did you know the Steelers have more wins than the Browns? Well, that that's where I think they go, well, now think how often I bet the NFL schedule would be like, you know, Roger tells us, you know, kind of ride a hot team, and we get burned by it all the time. The Browns this year, the Niners last year, the Raiders a couple years ago. You know, for as many times as people go – because when the schedule comes out, it's like, oh, we get this, the next up and coming. The Raiders are all over Sunday Night Football. Same with the Niners. Then, boom, the team sucks. You know, they, they go, well, I gave them a game that, in theory, was going to be good. Because you're only going to have so many Patriot Chiefs where you're just like, both these two teams are going to be good. Or Packers, Eagles, you know, that are just locked. The teams are going to be good. Like, you, you do need to take some chances. And sometimes your chances, like the Rams, oh, it hits. Right, because the the second year of McVay, they went all in on the Rams, and the Rams followed up. <laughs> but for every time the for every version of the Rams, we get a lot of versions of like the Niners and the Raiders. Right? It is difficult. I, I don't think it's it's as easy as I I think the common person, including myself, just thinks. Like, oh, just give them better games. Fuck. I mean, I, you, you kind of have to guess on teams on the come, and a lot of times they're, they're like the Browns. Well, I, yeah, but I just mean, like, to your point, I think the point you were making when you mentioned it earlier wasn't about scheduling. It was just about, like, the Steelers in a year when everyone thought they were a disaster. They just they beat Miami. They beat the Chargers. They lost to Baltimore in overtime. They blew Cincinnati out after they lost to the Niners. Um, they play each other in th- three weeks, two weeks, really, on Thursday night football, the Cleveland Browns and the Pittsburgh Steelers, John. That feels like in uh, the games in Cleveland, but that feels like an opportunity for a flex game for Mike Tomlin and the Steelers, right? Just like you guys thought that was the team in this division, you thought we were crazy for trading for Minka. Well, it, it hit me last night when you know I was I did listen, and Booger went. Booger's like, you know, Mike Tomlin told me something last year that always stuck with me. He's like, no matter our record, we still show up to work with the same mindset. I'm like, yeah, Booger, every successful human says that. I mean, just every human says, like, just keep your eye on the prize, whatever. I get it. But he also said, Mike Tomlin's never had a losing record. And Mike Tomlin ain't about to start now. Now, it's gonna be a, this is going to be difficult, but 
I feel like I'd bet on them to be eight and eight before I'd bet on them to be six and ten as we sit here right now. Right? Because they do have a bunch of home games coming up. They got the Browns a couple times. They still got the Bengals. The the Ravens already beat them, but I think they could beat the Ravens the second time. Would it? If the if the Ravens lose this weekend to the Steelers, I think the uh, who do the Steelers? Or I mean, the Ravens lose this weekend to the Patriots. Steelers play the Colts. That's so. That's a tough game in Indy, right? Uh, no. It's in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. So what if all of a sudden, when the weekend ends, the Steelers are four and four, and the and the Ravens are five and three? You'd say, well, everyone in the Steeler building would be like, we're alive to win this thing. Stay yeah. hot, because then we got the Bengals, then we got the Browns. We're right. Would it shock you if all of a sudden you look up and the Steelers are seven and five? Uh, well, that means they go four and one against Indy, the Rams, the Browns. The, yeah, I mean, you just ran through it. Oh, the, where, where's the Rams game? At also in Pittsburgh. See, that's what I remember Coward saying this like a month ago. Like everyone's gonna bury them. Just get ready. They got a stretch where they get a lot of home games. And then their road games are Cleveland, Cincy. Which, then they play Cleveland. Then they go to Arizona. Which wouldn't you say so, they're yeah. used to? I mean, they, that's that's like not so, even road trips for them. Yeah, those five games at they should be three and two, which would put them at six and six going into their end of the schedule. Who's, is their end of the schedule hard? At, uh, one, two, three, four, five. At Arizona, Buffalo, at the Jets, and then Ravens week seventeen. But who knows? So, so you would say if, if the- they could upset either the Colts or the Rams, <clears throat> they would be in decent position to kind of make a little a version of a run for them, where they could get to nine or ten wins, right? And the Ravens, like the Ravens, like we've already said they're playing the Niners, they're playing the Patriots. Like they got some some losable games. You know, that I think the Steelers got to be sitting in their building right now. Like, we're fucking alive here. Now, we got to win this weekend, but we are alive. And if I was a Steeler fan, I'd be like, I'd be, I'm pretty excited. It's kind of cool sometimes when everything goes against you. You know, you get rid of your best players, and for rightfully so. And then your best, your star quarterback goes down, and it feels like you're done, but the, the team refuses to punt, and then all of a sudden... You know, when the, when some of the smoke dissipates, you're like, well, we're not totally dead here. Now, this is a big week. This is a big week. And I was talking about with you, or maybe I was talking about with someone else. I do think the Colts are just one of those teams that, because everyone's like, are the Colts that good? They barely beat Denver. They're one of those teams where they're not, their talent is nowhere near like the Patriots or the Niners or the Saints. The reason they win a lot of games is because when they play a decent team or a good team, they give fucking 110% effort. Like, they play in the Chiefs. They're playing the Texans. They come out swinging like Chuck Liddell. They play the Denver. We're all humans. They're not going to be quite as focused. Then all of a sudden, you're like, God, it's a tie game going into the fourth quarter at home. And that's just, like the Steelers, I do think they'll give, like, high effort. And they might just be better than the Steelers. Because wouldn't you be, like... They're not gonna. They're not the type of team because they're an overachieving team where they're gonna give a- average effort back to back weeks. It's just, and that's what happens with like, you know, above average teams that are well coached. You're just gonna have some clunkers, and as as long as you win a clunker, which they did. Someone DM me like I'm a diehard Colts fan. Do you understand why Vinatieri? Uh, he noticed this. He drive kicks the extra points, and he's been missing extra points. 
like he drive kicks the 50-plus yard field goals. And I'm like, well, and sometimes he misses, you know, because he's just not hitting them as high. And I'm like, well, my guess, I'm no kicking expert, but at 46 years old, he's not like a McManus or a Tucker where he can just kick it way high in the air and just have it carry for 60-plus yards like he could a long, long time ago. So everything he has to hit is like a driver. He's got to swing really hard. Uh And... Because you watch the game-winning field goal. I just saw the highlight of it. He fucking drills it. And, like, I think he still, like, when he really gets into one, has it. It's just when you're swinging out of your ass. Like, I don't think Justin Tucker, for a 55-yard field goal, is swinging out of his ass. He can control it. Like, Tiger Woods now has to swing a little hard. Like, Dustin Johnson, when he hits a 350-yard drive, it's an under-control swing. Now, when he's 45 years old, it won't, like, Phil Mickelson's no longer can't control anything anymore. That I think Vinatieri has to give a lot of effort to make sure, like, he's just old, right? I would imagine. So, the the extra point moving back has hurt him more than anybody. Yeah, because his leg strength isn't there, so it's just harder to control the drive kicks, I think. I'm I'm guessing. I I don't even pretend to be a kicking expert, but it was was an incredible, it shows you what the, like, when you're a diehard fan of a team, the little things you pick up are pretty incredible. Like they it's always true. say like fans, it's why it's hard for being a national announcer sometimes when you fly in. Cause you're like, you don't know. Now, luckily with football, it's really hard, right? With baseball or basketball. Cause you're playing so many games. Like if you, if guy Haberman was calling a Colts game, you probably would pull up game pass. And like, obviously if you were doing an NFL game, it'd be a really big deal. You'd watch every single one of their games. Right. Yeah, well, I, the first time, John, I think we ever talked about this was Brian Wilson. Because I remember when he was the Giants' closer, and I always say fans know their closer better than anybody. That Everyone would be like, oh, the numbers are incredible. And I'd be like, yeah, well, the fans are on the edge of their seat every time he comes into the game. Because it's dicey. The numbers don't show it, but I'm telling you, everybody's nervous. Who was the guy that and, the A's uh, had, the Australian? Well, they had a few guys, but you're thinking of... Uh, when Liam Hendricks is Australian. You're thinking of Joe. Uh, I'm, think, jo- I'm Joe thinking. I'm thinking of the guy that ended up uh, at the Tampa Bay Rays. When you first got to the Bay Area, he was the closer, and it was kind. Of, he was kind of crazy. You know who I'm talking about? Uh, he was crazy. Yeah, he went. Oh, Grant Balfour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's Australian, right? Right. Yeah, you're yeah. right. But it's like good age y- You could just you could just look at some of his numbers. Like this guy's a pretty good player, and every A's fan like hold on for your ass with this guy. That's right. That's right. But it, but it, but in football, cool. it's harder to have hold on with your ass guy and not have most people kind of know about it, right? Like, wouldn't you say most casual, like most NFL fans know, like, God, Adam Vinatieri's missed some kicks, right? You just, just there's only because yes. you're only playing once a week. It's just easier for these stories right. to kind of just circulate and fantasy and fantasy for sure. Where in baseball, there might be like some backup pitch hitter for the Indians that everyone in Cleveland's like, I bl- this guy is our most clutch hitter. Where if you're just flying into the game, you don't really know that much about him. You know, he's only hitting. 200. Yeah, in baseball, it's like he, baseball would be like, our second baseman just cannot get the exchange on double plays, and they're the only ones that know. In the NFL, if a guy has drop problems, everybody knows. Everybody knows. Like I, I would say, any other most NFL fans could give you like a full on breakdown of Mitch Trubisky right now, whether you live in Florida or yeah. California. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.